This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today is extra exciting because we are recording live from a high school senior Bible class. And so they've got our question today. Did God create all the planets? And if so, what all is out there if there's an infinite number of galaxies and planets? Wow, Dad. I love this question. <laughs> I love this question. Genesis 1, 5, and 7 talk about the firmament. There's darkness and void, and God interrupts that, and he creates a firmament. It's a really cool Hebrew word because it means like taking a piece of metal, pounding it out, and making it shine. So when you look up at the sky, you see this kind of natural curve, right? Because on the earth, we look up and see a, a curved sky. So the ancients understood the firmament, King James, or the expanse. He then says in chapter 114 that he created lights. There were two lights to govern the day and the night, and then it says separate from the night, signs, seasons, days, and years. When you read that carefully, he's not just talking about the sun and the moon that reflects the sun. He's talking about there's more there. You all know about the Hubble telescope, and you've seen some of these aggregate pictures, and they're countless galaxies when they look out there. A good friend of mine gave me a picture last year as a gift, and I looked at him, oh, cool. And he had explained it to me, and he'd written two verses on the back of the photograph. And they were Job 38, 31 and Amos 8, 5. And it was a picture of a bunch of stars. And I, okay, cool. I knew he took photography with this really fancy camera that moves, you know, with the mirth and all that stuff. And he said, well, that picture took eight hours to render. And I'm going, okay, that's impressive. Tell me more. I read the verses and the verses are Job 38, 31, which we know is the oldest book in the Bible. Yep. Can you bind the chains of Pleiades? or loose the cords of Orion. Amos 5 eight. he who made Pleiades and Orion and changes deep darkness in the morning. Don't you hate daylight savings? It's dark. All of a sudden it's pitch black and then it's morning. The ancients understood this. And he says, also darkens day into night. So at 4.30, it's going to be dark, unfortunately. Who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the surface of the world. This is the Lord. So these two ancient verses can see Pleiades in Orion with the naked eye. So my friend who took this picture with this very expensive camera set up and rendered it for several hours to give me a print says that constellation that's also called the seven sisters, there's actually more, but it's a cluster of stars. You can see with the naked eye, it's blue. And the ancients used it for two things, for planting and harvest. We talk about the solstice, the winter solstice, the autumn solstice. And so when, you know, the earth out, it's pitched a little bit and it goes around. They just knew all this without telescopes, without scientists, without a slide ruler, much less a calculator. When they saw Pleiades, it was time to harvest or time to plant. So the reason I bring that up is the ancients understood stars. They understood distance. They understood time. And that goes back to the oldest book of the Bible. So on top of this, I hold to what's called a six day literal creation. I'm a young earth nut job. Most Christians have moved to an old earth system and that's fine. They can be wrong. It doesn't really bother me, but I think Jesus created the world in six literal days. And my argument for that is if we believe in miracles, Jesus walked on the water. He healed a blind man. His first miracle was water into wine. Take any miracle. He raises Lazarus from the dead. He breaks the laws of physics, time, and biology. 
You can't take water molecularly and turn it into wine. It's not even grape juice. There's no bacteria. There's no sugars. There's no compounds, no sulfites. He changes the whole system. You can't give a blind man, born blind in John 9, a new pair of eyes unless you create them. So if he can create anything that breaks the laws of physics, biology, time, I think he can handle when we look with a telescope and we see billions and billions of stars, I think he can handle that. So we say he created things with the appearance of maturity. So I'm content that everything we see under a microscope, under electron microscope, a quark, you know, superconducting semicolor, no matter how small we go or how far we go, we still can't reach the limits of God's infinite power and ability. So I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I've always liked, you know, space stuff and I don't have any idea what I know about it, but the Mars rover thing and Opie, I love all that stuff. It only reinforces to me there's a creator whom I can't understand completely. And, you know, wouldn't you want to worship a God who's smarter than you and me? Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't want to worship a God that's dumb as me. I want somebody that really knows what he's doing. And so to me, all of the creative revelation tells us that. So to the question, infinite is the right number. He knows the number. And I do think there are multiple galaxies and planets out there that when we walk across heaven's threshold, we're going to know so many things. And we're going to go, of course I should have known that. But in our fallen estate, we just don't get it. Mm -hmm. So I had a professor recently tell me, because I made that comment, like, once we're in heaven, we'll know that. And he said, you know, I don't think we're going to know everything once we're in heaven. And I was kind of offended. (laughs) And um, but then he's but going back to your point, like, then why would we worship the Lord if we then know everything he knows, if we understand everything? Fair point. He's not worthy to be worshiped. And it just was interesting, like, dang it, I'm not going to know everything, you know? But don't you think we'll be awed and blown away by how he did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how, I think that's we'll know how more. I think we'll know more it. than yeah, we know yeah, now. Because yeah. <laughs> we shed our sin nature, right? We shed our sin nature, and we're not obscured by the limitations of our human brain. We'll know we're there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. All right. If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info is in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. <laughs>